Hi there, my name is Dan Murphy, and you're listening to the Don't Change Much podcast. If exercise isn't a priority in your life, our next guest offers up some extra inspiration why it should be, no matter what age you are. Tommy Europe has made a career out of being physical. The former CFL All-Star and Grey Cup champion is now a fitness coach, actor, and stunt performer. He's also a national champion with the Canadian Men's Health Foundation. In this episode, we talk to Tommy about what peak physical fitness means for him, how he stays motivated, and why exercise is important as you get older. All right, so pleased to be joined by our next guest. He spent 11 years in the Canadian Football League. He was an all-star multiple times, and he is a champion of the Canadian Men's Health Foundation. His name is Tommy Europe. And Tommy, you played in the CFL for 11 seasons. How long towards the end of your career did you start thinking about your post-career and what you wanted to do? And did you always know that fitness was going to be a part of it? I, I definitely knew fitness was going to be a part of it. And uh, realistically, four years in, uh, probably, yeah, yeah, four years in, five, four and a half, I knew uh, I had to think about something about life after football. I, I just finished my fourth season playing with the Lions. I signed in New Orleans with the Saints. Um, I got released at the end of camp, but I, I did something to my knee that continued to materialize when I went to Montreal. And I ended up having knee surgery after uh, that season. So, yeah, actually, it's season five. And while I was in the off-season and doing my physio and rehab, and anyone who's ever done that, it will definitely humble you greatly. Uh, during my rehab sessions, I couldn't pass. We had to do a Cybex test um, that you had to pass for your physical, and I, I couldn't get past it through all my rehab. Then I was like, well, if I, don't, if I, you know, if I can't play anymore, what am I going to do? And then I thought about different things. Uh, I knew I didn't want to wear a suit. I knew I didn't want to <laughs> be uncomfortable for the day. Um, so I turned to health and fitness and, you know, I looked into training and uh, that's when I actually got certified, was uh, officially certified. It was 19 and 1997. So you were prepping for your second career, even while you were continuing on with your first career? Yeah, because in pro professional sports, especially in football, you never know when you're going to be done. You know, it's not like, okay, at the end of this season, that's probably going to be it. It could be, it could be immediate, um, or it could be extended a little bit. But I think for any sport, regardless of what you're playing, whatever, whoever the athlete is, you definitely really have to look at, okay, what, what kind of things do you want to do after your life? Um, what kind of things make you happy, bring you joy, or will keep you healthy and fit and kind of give you that same kind of satisfaction of, you know, sports is such a, a short career. I mean, even in, you know, the, the milestone, you know, guys that played 20 years and whether it's the NFL or, you know, NHL, something like that, that's still a very short amount of time in relation to your entire lifespan. So you have to really look at, you know, what kind of things you want us to do. And fitness for me was um, the catapult of what got me um, up to that point. So I just kind of used it and uh, yeah, it's worked out great. So the initial motivation was because it was your passion, uh, fitness. Uh, when did it become, you know, kind of something to really want to help others in, you know, their quest to become fit or flexible or motivated? I think probably 
when I when I actually started training people as my main job, I played after my 11th year, uh, and I realized, okay, that's that's going to be it. I'm not going to go back to play anymore. So I started jumping into you know training, group training, and introduced myself to you know a large uh, variety of people of different age groups and you know backgrounds and things like that. Um, and then I saw. Once I saw people start to enjoy the process and see success and see what that did to them and their attitude and overall well-being, that's when it kind of clicked to me like, hey, this is, you know, it's it's such a, a good feeling um, to be part of a process of, you know, I think of you look at championship teams and you look at management and things like that and like, well, they didn't play. I go, you know, <laughs> they busted their butts. <laughs> They're just as involved, not, you know, on the field of play but off the field of play. So everybody who plays a part definitely experiences that joy, that thrill of, you know, really, really uh, achieving something great. You've since added uh, stunt work to your resume. How did that come about? <laughs> uh, just over the years, uh, you know, uh, Leo the Lion, our mascot, uh, when I played for BC, uh, was actually Daryl Sheeler. He's a, he's a old school stunt guy and you know he used to tell me some of the stuff that he used to, he was doing i'm like you're crazy man there's no way and trevor jones who was the grizz when we had the grizzlies here it's one of my best friends from toronto actually uh we you know we play basketball together as, as kids and you know we he became a stunt uh, stunt performer so i started getting more and more intel into the business and what it entailed uh, you know, my initial thoughts were just a bunch of crazy men and women jumping, jumping off of things, doing crazy stuff. But it's very technical. It's very planned, very similar to football and working, working on a team because so many different things you, you're relying on other people as well, not just your own personal skills. And yeah, just started training and working with stunt performers and, you know, uh, rounding out my, my background so that I can, you know, perform in, in a wide variety of, of gigs. Give us uh, an idea of some of the stunts you performed, and and might we know any of the movies or TV shows you've worked on? I've worked on a, a lot of shows, a lot of shows, a lot of movies. I've worked on both Deadpool's, um, playing with fire, uh, most recent Predator. There's been a lot. There's been a lot. The Halo series. I was in Budapest to film season one of uh, Halo. Um, so that, yeah, there's, been, there's been a lot over the, over the years. I double also on Fire Country. Anybody who's watching Fire Country right now, my good friend Jordan Calloway, who plays Jake, um, his stunt double. So yeah, the, the beat goes on as far as stunts that I've done. Um, anything from fights to falls, the craziest was probably rolling under, uh, a moving semi truck in a chase scene. <laughs> I was doubling uh, Oscar winner Mahershala Ali in a show called Alcatraz that I think played for a season. And there's a big chase scene and it ended with him being chased by an FBI agent and he's running. And while a semi is coming, he rolls underneath. So that's probably the craziest thing I've done where there was, you know, there's <laughs> no room for error. Uh, but there's always, I mean, I, I take everything seriously, even if it's just a simple fall because you know, any job that you're doing, as soon as you take your focus off or eyes off the prize, that's when bad things happen. And, you know, that's definitely what I do not want. Obviously, you had sports-specific training for football. Um, how has that differed for stunt work? Uh, or is it different? Uh, it's just, it's not really different. It's just, it's, I mean, you're doing different things, but, you know, ideally, um, learning how to fall, how to fall without getting hurt. 
because you're going to be doing it over and over again and then working in all of the other skills. And obviously that takes, you know, a bit of specific training, ratchets where you're on a, a wire, whether you're getting hand pulled or it's, you know, mechanical, uh, you know, 80, 90, 100, 200 PSI, um, depending on what's happening. So, yeah, it's just continually working on your skills and sometimes things are coming up and, you know, we rehearse, we train hard. Um, so it's very much, very much like football. And I, I think that's why I really like that atmosphere. Um, there's amazing men and women performers, um, who do amazing things. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not your, it's not your everyday occupation, but, uh, it's, it's definitely worthwhile. Has it uh, had an impact on your body? Have you managed to stay relatively healthy? Considering what I've put my body through, yes. Um, you know, but at the same time, I also take care of myself. I, you know, see chiros, I see physios, acupuncturists. I'm, I'm always looking for different ways to elevate my own body, um, just even training techniques. I know we're going to talk a little bit about that later as well. Um, and just, yeah, just getting myself ready. So uh, the, the, the great thing about stunt work and, you know, you can't really sit on your butt and not do anything because sometimes you get a call, hey, are you available tomorrow? Okay, you're going to be jumping off of this or you're going to be rolling under this or, you know, you never really know what you're going to be doing. So you just always have to be ready. So that's that's what I definitely appreciate about it. And, you know, for me, it mimics life, um, being ready. I'm a, I'm a lifetime athlete. That's what I like to call myself. And, you know, I'm training for life and whatever it throws at me. Manage your stress, not the other way around. For simple ways to improve your mental health, check out the free MindFit Toolkit from the Canadian Men's Health Foundation. Complete a self-assessment, access virtual counseling, and learn more about how anxiety, stress, or depression might be impacting your health. Go to menshealthfoundation.ca and access the MindFit Toolkit to start improving your mental wellness today. So obviously this podcast, you know, we're not trying to reach uh, professional athletes or professional stunt people. We're trying to talk to, you know, kind of like the everyday man. So I, I guess the message I think is that physical fitness, it, it doesn't have to be complicated, does it? It does not have to be complicated at all. Um, it's just getting started. Just, just start moving. Um, some people start by simply walking and just getting their bodies loose and mobile. Um, mobility is key, especially as we get older. And, you know, the less things that you do to gain strength or gain mobility, um, it will slowly be taken away from you. And, you know, you never want that decision out of your hands. But while it's in your hands, um, which is available to every single one of us, take advantage of it and just, you know, challenge yourself and set goals so that you can move forward with purpose. I'm 53 now, and I certainly see that I, I can't do things in the gym that I used to do. Um, so as we age, should we be looking to do different things in the gym? Like, you know, when you're younger, and certainly things have evolved in terms of how we, we view fitness in the gym, in terms of mobility, uh, stretching, uh, no one's just going and doing deadlifts and squats and all this stuff like we used to maybe when we were 18, 19. How, how, how does it change as we age? What should we be doing as we age? As we age, it definitely, it just it has to be adjusted. Um, you know, for me, strength wise, I'm just as strong as I've always been, maybe a little bit less. 
Um, but at the same time, I've never stopped. I've never stopped training for any extended period of time. Uh, mobility is key. Um, I, every morning I start off with some just gentle movements and just move my body around. It just makes me feel better. I'll be 53 uh, in you know a few weeks myself. So Dan, I, I definitely understand the, the pain. Sometimes the, the old man pains set in. It's like, what's that? <laughs> what's that? Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, you know, I, I find for myself and, you know, what I recommend to my, my friends and, you know, clients of that age group, um, listen to your body. This is the time when you really need to listen to your body. Um, for, you know, if I'm not feeling, you know, particularly strong or I feel like I need an extra day's rest, I'll take an extra day's rest. Um, I don't, you know, lift as heavy as I used to on a regular basis. Uh, I minimize some of the, you know, the, some of the pounding um, exercises, which, you know, are, are heavy, heavily destructive on the joints. Um, but I still do plyos. I'll do box. I, I, I keep training as if, you know, I was playing football again. So I'm doing a lot of the exact same things, um, but just being a lot smarter with it. Playing, paying attention to my reps, paying attention to my form, um, and again, listening, listening to my body. And the main thing for me, I really want to strengthen all of my, all of my connective tissue. It's not just about getting, you know, all these big muscles and things like that. Connective tissue plays a big part, and that's where mobility comes in uh, into play as well. Strength training, though, is important, isn't it? As we get older, strength training is the only thing that will keep you from, you know completely losing. We're, after 40, we lose about 1% of our muscle mass every year, unless you're doing some type of resistance training, uh, strength training, bodyweight training. Um, and this, I was listening to, uh, I don't know if you listened to Huberman Labs. Um, he was talking about, he had an aging thing and some things that I pulled out of there every year after 40, three to 5% loss in strength and power. Um, uh, after 40, eight to 10% uh, reduction in speed and explosiveness. So the only way you can combat that is by actually doing it. So while your body is still good and it still moves and everyone, you know, we, we put, I think we put uh, limits on our age. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm 50 now and I can't do this. It's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> Why can't you? And I think when you take the limits off and you, you would be absolutely surprised at what you can put your body through safely, effectively while challenging it. And then it just makes things a lot more worthwhile and a lot more fun. I, you know, I'm doing stunts. I also do jujitsu and I think I'm the oldest, oldest guy in the class, but nobody really wants to roll with me because apparently I'm strong. <laughs> I think someone once told me, um, as you get older, you don't own your muscles anymore. You just rent them and you have to keep paying rent to keep them around. So, you know, those repetitions matter. You can miss days, as you said, but the repetitions matter to try to get those in. Absolutely. Um, you have to put the work in to, to get the most out of it. And again, you don't have to be, you know, training, you know, heavy weightlifting seven days a week. At this point right now, I'll, I'll use resistance training three to four days a week, depending on what I'm doing. But I'm doing some type of mobility work uh, daily. I do, you know, I obviously train jujitsu. And then if there's stunt work that I'm getting ready for, whether it's, you know, I'm going to be active and running the track. So I keep it interesting so that, you know, it's, it's a great way. You're, you're not always going to be motivated, but if you're disciplined, you're going to find ways 
um, to get done what needs to get done. So for me, I just keep a nice regiment that way. And even in, in my world right now in film and entertainment, there's there are a couple of strikes that are going on. So there's not a lot of work going on. Um, so there's, you know, there's basically two options that performers can have. You can sit on your butt and, you know, wait for work to start again, whether it's in six months or a year, or you can fix your weak links and, you know, get, get in the, get training, get moving, um, get stronger. And, you know, that's what I, for all my, all my clients and, you know, friends my age as well, it's always like, let's go, let's go. You got to get started, get started now, start, you can start small and then, you know, it's limitless and wherever you want to take uh, your fitness journey, um, you have the ability to, t- uh, to take it there. What about motivation for those who might be feeling it's too late? Um, you know, I don't have the energy. I, I want to get in shape, but I, I just I don't feel the motivation. Where, where, do, where can that start? Tommy? Um, well, motivation is is key. A motivation will it will initially get you started. Um, but you have to have some goals. So setting goals, I think, is the, the by far the greatest thing that you know anybody can do um, when it comes to getting back in shape and set milestones. Um, if it's been a while since you've worked out or trained or been active, um, with your you know 50, 60, start doing it. Just start going. You'll be so absolutely amazed. Uh, it's not that long of a time in relation to the time that you spent being inactive. So set a goal for yourself. Okay, this month I'm going to complete X amount of workouts or I'm going to do this activity or I'm going to fit into this, you know, into this type of wardrobe or whatever the case may be. Set a goal, set it monthly, set a, a shorter goal, a micro goal and a macro goal, something over the year. Okay, I want to lose 60 pounds. Okay, that's great. If you want to lose 60 pounds in the year, what are we going to, let's break it down by month. So that we can make it tangible, make it something that, you know, it's, it's easily, easily accessible. And then once you start seeing success, you'll, and, you know, not only will you look better, uh, aesthetically, but you're going to feel better. You're feel, going to feel better. Your body's going to feel better. It's going to move better. And then it's going to be a, a lot nicer to you in the long term. And as we age, we want to, we all want to age gracefully. Um, we all want to age, you know, actively, you know, nobody wants to be, you know, stuck in a, a wheelchair or a bed or anything like that. So let's get out there and move around. You know, for me, I, I used to kick myself if I if I missed a day or say I missed two days and I was like, okay, that that day is lost. And I think one thing that's helped me is that I look at it in week increments. And, and you can do this with, with diet as well if you have a, a bad day. Okay, so what? You had a bad day or you missed it. How am I going to make up a little bit each other day of the week to get me back on to the plateau that I was looking to get to. Um, so I think an important message that I always had is that you don't have to be perfect. You can have those off days, you can have those cheat days, uh, but you can make up for those days with the rest of the week by just doing a little tiny bit extra. So um, and many things in life, I think uh, not being perfect is just fine. You just have to be honest with yourself and truthful to kind of make up a little bit the rest of the way. I agree 100%. And in, in this game of fitness, in this game of life, absolutely nobody is perfect. And whoever you think is perfect is just showing you a good facade because we all have our faults. We all have our days. And, I, you know, I'm the same. I used to, you know, oh, I didn't go to the gym today. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I got it. You know, now if I miss a day, all this, my body would be like, nope. Like, all right, I'll, I'll get back at it tomorrow. And then I'll just, 
I'm, I'm not trying to like for me personally and what I tell people, don't try to make up for whatever's gone or past. It's already passed. What just as you take another step forward, it's like, okay, I'm going to work a little bit harder today. I'm going to do, you know, this activity or that activity. Um, you know, when I do housework, I, you know, my neighbors, they all know me now, so they're used to it. But, you know, anytime I'm running around the house, I've got, you know, a 20 or 30 pound weight vest on just to, <laughs> just to have, because I know I'm going to be going upstairs, downstairs, up hills, moving things, whether I'm cutting grass or just moving things around the house. So it's just that little bit of extra. Um, uh, you know, as I said, you're not, you will not always be motivated, but if you're disciplined, you're going to find different ways where you can squeeze out a little bit of time, um, to, to, to be active and, you know, help yourself feel better. So, I mean, you've got a busy career, uh, on many fronts, uh, your father, you've got two daughters. How big is organizing and planning your week? Because uh, obviously you're, you're making a priority, but it can still be difficult with the, the time constraints. So uh, do you have to be organized? Do you have to plan properly, perhaps on a Sunday, to know what your week's going to look like? And of course, there's always going to be obstacles and, and you know, hurdles. But uh, how, you know, how key is, is organization and preparation? Organization and prep is, is very crucial to your success. Um, cause things are always going to pop up. Um, you know, I've, you know, with daughters, you know, I know on Monday, Wednesday and Thursday, it's, I'm either dropping off or picking up, you know, from different activities. So I would just work my work day into that. You know, obviously if I'm working in, I'm on set, that's something different. Um, if I'm training people, it's generally sometime in the, in the morning hours. So I kind of work my schedule around, around that. And then I, I think of my training schedule when I, I get up at seven o'clock, six to seven o'clock, uh, I'll do some mobility in the morning. If I don't have anything happening in the morning, I'll, I'll get my set, my training session in. Otherwise I'll push it to later in the day. So you have to kind of have that schedule and that latitude so that you know exactly when you're going to get your activity in, um, what it looks like in, you know, in a nutshell, and then just helps you be a lot more successful because if you don't plan, there's, always going to be something. And if you've got kids, there's always going to be something that pops up. There's always going to be something that's unexpected. So you have to prepare for that and, and just roll with it and deal with it. And, you know, I never beat myself up about missing training sessions or things like that anymore. Um, you can't beat yourself up. It's whatever, as I said, whatever is gone is gone. Take the next step forward. Think of, okay, how, how is this activity going to get me? Is this activity going to get me closer to my goal? Yes or no? Is this food or, you know, that going to get me close to my goal? Yes or no? And that's how I kind of look at things to, you know, see what's, see what's a, a priority in your lives. Because a lot of the times we spend so much time on things that are nowhere near being a high priority, but they're, you know, huge time wasters and, you know, they, they take up your energy. So be smart, plan it, um, and just make it all part of your plan and make, make it as easy as possible for you so that you know, it's, it's going to mesh with your lifestyle. So if someone's listening right now and they're like, I, I, I don't want to join a gym, but I do want to get started. I mean, I know there's more information out there than ever now on whatever Instagram and, and so-and-so, but for someone who doesn't have weights and doesn't want to join a gym, uh, there can be simple things to start, whether it be air squats and push-ups. Air squats, uh, so, push-ups. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you a, a bunch right now because, you know, I, I, I've, 
I've got a gym obviously at, at my house, but you know, when I'm go see my mom in Toronto or something, there's, you know, we don't have anything in the house and my mom likes to train too. So I'll put her through little workouts kind of on the phone or I'll send her different things. Um, and simple, simple thing that any, anybody can do. So guys grab a, grab a couch, have a seat, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. Those are squats. You can hold books, you can hold, uh, you know, pots, you can hold something like that for that extra weight. Air squats, as you said, wall squats, you can do push-ups. If you can't do push-ups right from the ground, do them from your knees. If that's a, a little too difficult, elevate your upper body so that you're pushing up off of a chair or off of a couch, which is going to take some of the resistance pressure off. Um, core work, uh, mountain climbers, uh, bear crawls, plank, uh, ham, you know, ha uh, hamstring bridges, uh, supermans for your back. We can do isometrics with your shoulders, just holding them out to the side for, you know, designated amounts of time. So my point is it's, it's, there are so many things that you can do that require zero equipment. You just have to have, if you want to do it, you'll figure out ways to do it. As you said that, you know, the internet is chalked with, you know, more than ever of, of you know, whatever you want to achieve. Um, it's out there for you. Um, you can check me out as well. Just go to my website. Uh, Tell me your fitness and yeah, got lots of options for you, but don't think that you have to, you know, spend all this type of money for all these, you know, different, different types of equipment or plans or things like that. Keep it simple, keep it simple, work it within your budget and, you know, see what, see what, grab, see what you gravitate to. Some people like working around people. So maybe group classes are your thing to kind of give you that extra motivation of other people in the class. Um, you know, there's personal trainers, you know, at every, at every price, price level. Um, and you know, just because somebody's expensive doesn't mean they're good. And just because somebody is cheap, it doesn't mean that they're bad. Um, so you have to, you know, take that due diligence and, you know, this is about your life and this is about your health. And obviously that's what we want to promote. So find what works for you. Um, and, and then go after it. But the main thing is just get started. So when you do start, would you recommend, uh, logging what you've done to, to give you a benchmark, a baseline to see what you do the next day and the day after that? Yeah, it's definitely, you want to keep track of what's, what's happening. Um, with my clients, I have a, a training app, so everything gets uh, logged that way. It's just a good idea because it lets you know what you're doing from day to day. It's letting you gauge what kind of progress you're seeing, um, depending if you're following a program or if you're just doing, you know, everyday, everyday fitness, everyday activity. Um, ultimately, if you want to reach your goals, uh, quicker, um, seeing a professional is your, you know, the fast track route. Um, you don't, again, you can do it on yourself by on your own. And if you don't have that high of, you know, a fitness background, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But again, there's so many things that are online to get you started. And then once you get started, then the sky's the limit from there. Because once you start, get started and you start feeling, as I said, that energy and you've got those endorphins flying through your system and you've got this increased energy, you're going to feel better. Uh, you're you're going to have a lot more energy. Um, you'll be, you'll be amazed. And, and again, just don't put any limits on anything. Can you give us an example of someone you've coached and you don't have to use their name about, uh, you know, how exercise has transformed their life, but perhaps how they might have felt a little helpless at the start, 
but now fitness has become uh, a priority and, and a big portion of their life. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been fortunate fortunate enough to work with lots of people over the years and some of the television shows that you know the last 10 pounds boot camp and bulging prides so you know i've i've had you know lots of different success stories and people that i have worked with and you know one in particular i can remember when i started working with her she couldn't do i think she could do two push-ups from her knees um, and you know, now she's competing in fitness contests and things like that because it's something she grabbed. This is, and again, this is over a period of six, six to seven years. Um, you know, she started off, you know, training once a week and, you know, there wasn't much action happening. And I said, okay, well, you, you know, whether you, you see me once a week, you got to be doing some other things on the side. You have to be looking at what you're eating, um, what you're drinking. Um, cause you know, you know, what you're putting into your system is, is just as important as, you know, what you're putting your body through exercise wise. So eating the right things. Um, and then, yeah, she just made that change. And sometimes a light, a light bulb goes off, um, in your mind. Another name I can use and his name is Nathan because I had him on the show. He actually had the record on the, the last 10 pounds boot camp. He lost 28 or 32 pounds in four weeks. But, you know, this was a guy who was, you know, in his, mid thirties and he would shotgun, he could shotgun a bear in two seconds and he'd probably have, you know, five or six of them in a sitting in amongst whatever else he was drinking and eating and just completely deconditioned. Um, <laughs> if you look on the last 10 pounds boot camp, his name was Nathan. Um, and he was awesome. And, you know, after the first week, you know, I told him, I said, if you just stop, like stop drinking alone, you're going to lose 10 pounds easy because there were just empty calories that he was adding to the system, plus being sedentary and not doing anything, you know, athletically. Um, so he started, you know, we, we had a very, we had a great time during the four weeks that I trained with him, um, just introducing different types of exercises to him. Um, he loved doing cardio and he ended up being a marathon runner. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's still running to this day. So that's, you know, um, that's, those are the types of things that where that it doesn't matter where you start. The whole thing is just get started. And then when, once you look back and, and see what you've gone through and see the journey, you're going to be so proud of yourself and just for getting started. And, you know, guys, you know, whether you're 40, whether you're 50, whether you're 60, whether you're 70, if you've got the ability to move, to be mobile and things are still in your control, take advantage of it. So how, how old are your daughters, Tommy? Tw uh, 12 in a couple of weeks and 13. Okay. So have you, have you delivered a message on health and fitness or has it just been from them uh, watching you and observing how you go about with your everyday life? Both, both. I, uh, you know, obviously I encourage health and fitness and, you know, they've, they've worked out in the gym. I've worked them out. They, they both play basketball. One does Taekwondo. She's actually done some stunts as well. And the other one play or runs track and, you know, just ran her PB in the hundred. And so, you know, I tell them, I said, do you guys want to be good or do you want to be average? If you want to be average, keep doing what you're doing, which at the time was nothing. This was years ago. If you want to be good, you got to practice. So if you're playing basketball, go dribble a ball for five or 10 minutes a day. It's not a lot of time. It's going to make you better. Um, if, you know, for track, you know, you need explosiveness, you need power. And, you know, now that, you know, at, you know, being teenage, you know, teenagers at 13, now that you've, you know, 
work that strength advantage that you're going to have over the next couple of years. So I've showed them, I've talked, I've talked to them about it over the years. Now that they're a little bit older, I can do different things with them in the gym or, you know, just, and just support them, um, in, in, in whatever they're doing and they're finding success and they like to be challenged. And, you know, it's, it's a great thing because again, your kids do see what you do and you know, it's much better to lead by example than, Hey, do this or do that. I'm not going to do it, but it's fine for you, for you to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife and I have a 10 year old and we're very conscious too, about like not hammering home the body image. Thing, correct. Correct. Right? And so we find it's a bit of a fine line. Um, but I think that's where don't change much can, can help. It's like, just make a positive choice twice a day, whether yeah. it's in the fridge or, you know, go for a walk with the dogs. Um, just try to make some one or two good choices a day that's going to catapult you into making maybe three the next day and making sure there's some enjoyment out of the movement. Exactly. Uh, if it's someone that doesn't enjoy doing too much, because I mean, our daughter's in swimming. You'd have a tough time getting her to walk to the end of the block, but we take <laughs> her to swimming and she'll, you know, swim 500 meters in a day, mm -hmm. you know. Oh yeah, it's and it's so true. And you know what what you said was paramount. And you know, for the guys, when it comes to working out or training, never make it about aesthetics. Never, never make it. It's not about looks or body body image or anything like that. It's all about getting that fulfillment, that enjoyment, getting that inner strength, which is going to lead to that outer strength, and that you know that's going to continually motivate you going forward. Um, and and don't compare yourself to anybody because everybody comes from a different place. Everybody comes from a different background. They have different goals. So unless you're actually, you know, in somebody else's life to see what's going on, um, you, you have no idea. So just keep going on. And yeah, you, you definitely have to make it fun. Like, you know, for a lot of the things like track and things like that, I ran track as well through, you know, later parts of high school and university and like, oh, have you showed her this? Have you showed it? And I'm like, nope, nope. I want her just to go have fun with it. And, you know, the, we just did the, the last meet. I said, okay, the la I'm going to train you for your last meet. And if you do everything I say for the week, you're going to get your per your personal best. And she, I'm like, but you're going to do everything I say. So I was like, okay. So, you know, along with that two classes, you know, her two training sessions, we all we trained another three or four days, sometimes on the track, sometimes with weights. Uh, and she PD'd. And, you know, my point was, if you want to reach something, if you want to go past, you know, whatever, you know, your success rate, whatever your level was, if you want to go past that, you're going to have to push yourself. You're going to have to give a little bit extra. Uh, and we all have it in us. Um, so just keep on going. Don't, don't minimize things and, uh, you know, go, go be your best. Be your, put it all out there on the field of play, whatever, whatever that may be, whether that's getting out of your house and walking a block or walking a, a set of stairs and give yourself little wins. I mean, every, everything, give yourself mini wins along the way, mini celebrations, congratulate yourself. If you know, guys, if you haven't been, if you haven't been active, just get up, move around for 10, 15 minutes and give yourself a pat on the back because you did it. Then the next day, maybe do the same thing or go out for 20 minutes or try different activities. This way that that's a easy way to kind of keep you motivated along the way and, uh, and along the path. And then that way it's not as daunting as, you know, okay, you got to go in the gym and you got to do this and, you know, you got to eat that. And, you know, the people aren't going to do it. The people aren't going to do it. It's got to be something that, that 
you know, regardless of how much you want something for somebody else, until they want it for themselves, um, nothing, nothing will, will be permanent. There'll be no permanent change. So do it for yourself, guys. It's, it's definitely worth it. A couple more here. We had a family friend that lost, I don't know, 30, 40 pounds by walking um, and, you know, started. And I said, how'd you do it? And he just said, basically, I just put one foot in front of the other. And that's all I concentrated on. And whether it was it uphill, downhill, trails, he said, just one foot in front of the other and you do what you can. And then you go back the next day and try and do it again. Um, so how much joy do you get out of seeing whether it be your daughter or someone you train? reach some of these goals uh that they've put forth it's it's exhilarating it's you know and you know being a, a lifelong athlete of a bunch of different sports and you know you always hear coaches when they're yelling at you it's like i'm not yelling at you i'm yelling for you and you're like no you're yelling at me coach <laughs> you know then you, you actually you get it because when you know working with people and there's there's a certain light a certain light light switch that kind of goes off and, and, and a spark that's in their eye or in their face when, you know, they, they realize what they've just done or, you know, they look at the pro the progression of where they started and, and where they are now. And, you know, it's, it's mind blowing. And again, we're not talking about pro athletes here. We're talking about everyday people um, that are just going out, trying to make their lives better, make better choices, be more active and ultimately have, you know, and have a bit more uh, fulfilled and enjoyment in life. Well, here's a question we ask all our guests and we will ask you, what does don't change much mean to Tommy Europe? Don't change much. Just like, as we've said, putting one foot ahead of the other each and every day, getting up, putting the work in, uh, not making any life altering changes, but just doing one thing to help you cl get closer to your goal. Um, that's not going to be daunting on you, not going to be heavily weighted on you. Um, that's what don't change much means to me. Thank you so much for your insight. And we sure hope to see you in some television and movies uh, down the road, Tommy, and uh, appreciate you being a national champion for this organization. It means a lot to a lot of people. Thanks a lot, Dan. And fellas, remember, don't change much. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to read more from Tommy about how to get active, check out menshealthfoundation.ca and click the follow button to join us every month for a new episode of the Don't Change Much podcast.